Hello, welcome to Midnight Movie Night, where we discuss and review some of the worst movies of all time. Joining with me now is a good friend of mine. He's all the way from Sacramento right now. He's got a monthly show that he does over at Stab at Luna's Cafe. He's a good friend of mine. He only goes by Buddy. Buddy, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yes, I see you. He's just Buddy. He's just my buddy. Yeah. Yeah. How you been in the last like four months with this whole pandemic? It's weird. Um, at the beginning, it was terrifying. Lost a job. Uh, yeah. uh, things were just going terrible. And then just recently, I've kind of like lucked into like a dream job, and nice. things are looking really up. And I, I have nothing to complain about, and that sucks. Yeah, it's like there's things, because I've been, like, making so much with unemployment, so I got that going for me, but I'm still really bored and sad. I'm just like, I have nothing to do. And I'm back, yeah. in, L- I'm back in L.A., and they just shut everything back down, so I'm like, why am I even here? Like, there's, there's, really nothing, to, there's nothing to do. But we're here, we're here to talk about a movie that I think is one of the worst comedies I've ever seen. But Buddy here... He grew up with it, and he loves it. I think it's because of, like, a nostalgia thing. Because I picked this movie. There's three main reasons I picked it. One, because they're quarantined in the biodome, so it's kind of relevant. Two, you're a big Pauly Shore fan, and I know you got a lot of points as to why you love it. Because three, I think he's terrible. I think this movie's terrible. And there's a lot of people that love him. And so I wanted to talk to you and just figure out what am I not seeing? What is this guy about? Like, he is the fucking, I think he's the worst. I've heard he's an asshole in person, too. So I'm not surprised. <clears throat> I've met him in person and can confirm he really is an asshole. Yeah, um, I've only heard bad things. But I, I, I grew up uh, just loving him because he was, like, this cool guy with long hair and he did the short jean shorts and... He wasn't like a macho tough guy or anything like that. He he's not. Like a, not he's at a, all. He's a little <laughs> asshole. His whole, thing, <clears throat> his whole thing was just chill vibes, I guess. Like, I guess that was what I liked about him. And plus one of his catchphrases was buddy, you know, saying my name. And as a little kid, like, that's the easiest way to get get somebody to be your favorite. It's just have he says your name a lot. lot. Yeah. That's I funny mean, because yeah, I love the... I didn't need much to impress me, really. Because <laughs> I love the mom in Home Alone because she said Kevin all the time. So that's... She's my hero. Well, she's also yeah. great in Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show. So. <laughs> so I do love her, actually, not because of Home Alone. Yeah. But and yeah. this movie is great. Uh, Biodome is a wonderful movie. I get it's... why people don't like it because it is very stupid. But... <laughs> It's, it's the dumbest fun you can have. It's, I think it's, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. It's an hour 30. And honestly, I was watching it this morning and I was completely sober and I had trouble. <laughs> I was like, I could not. It hurt me. This movie was just like, I just felt stupider after watching it. I just like, but it's not necessarily just so stupid. It's just like on a next level of stupid. Just because these guys like Stephen Baldwin and Polly Shore in this movie say things to each other. And I have no idea what they're talking about. Like, I'm just like, I just feel like the director and them had like this inside joke 
and I was not in on it. And like, and people fucking love this movie, and I'm so confused. But like, I, I, I think it's, I think it's maybe an age thing where like, I'm in the early 30s range, so this movie hit me right when I was like, uh, six, seven, eight, nine. You know, in that time where right. I can understand what these words meant and what the hell they were talking about because people in my era were still talking like that yeah um, okay so it was like an early 90s thing. yeah you're like you're like later mid i was you know, late 90s i was 97 to 99 is what i remember but i remember exactly. the end. i remember just enough 90s i really wish i was born in the 80s so i could live through it more you know and if, i really wish i could just you know, remember 9-11. Like, I really wish I could just go back. <laughs> That's just the only thing I regret. I only remember being in school. You English during 9-11. <laughs> um, everyone at my school was acting weird, and that's all I remember. <laughs> uh, first grade, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> but I knew something really bad had happened. Yeah. But let's get into it, though. Like, um, I just... These guys have really hot girlfriends in the movie. Really hot girlfriends. And a nice house, which, by the way, so they're supposed to be in college? Is that, like, community? Co- they weren't going to college? What? How they, old? They weren't going to college. And the thing I never questioned as a kid, but as soon as I became an adult and had to pay rent and stuff, I was like, where the fuck do they work? Because <laughs> they don't have a job. They just sit around hitting each other in the face with a book. Like, they're not, they don't have, parents aren't paying for anything. Yeah, we never meet Bud and Doyle's parents, and they have really you hot girlfriends. See, you do see Bud's mom. Oh, oh, those, that and part, fuck, that was fucked up. You have to admit, that's not funny. When he was drowning, she was drowning her son as for fun, and that kind of explains why they're stupid, is because, oh, he just doesn't have a lot of oxygen, because his mom beat the shit out of him. And they yeah, made it, and they made it like so comedic. I'm like, well, that wasn't. I was just sitting there, and there's so many moments like that in this movie. Where I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, that's not funny. That's the very thing used to make me cringe as a kid. What's that? When he jumps off the, when they do the flashback to um, Doyle jumping off the roof <laughs> with the, yeah, fucking umbrella, and he hurts himself. He's like, fly, Mary Poppins, fly. <laughs> Every like, time I used to do that as a kid, I'd be like, ooh, that's cringy. As an adult, it cringes even harder. All the flashbacks were super cringy. Like, remember <laughs> when they flashback to them uh, in the tent farting at each other? Which, by the way, what the fuck was Stephen Baldwin wearing in that scene? Like, Polly Shore was dressed. Polly Shore was dressed like his Encino Man character, but mm-hmm. Stephen Baldwin had spike really long spiky hair and was wearing like a a leash or something he was like an snm type like what the fuck that's the part late 80s (laughs) like for them that would have been the late 80s and i just feel like that's the thing about this movie is i don't know who this director is directing this movie for who he thinks he's like Like, was this was this hip was this seven year old yeah yeah and then 18-year-old me, because I used to have this thing back in the day, like, uh, I'd be like, I, I can't date any girl who doesn't like uh, Biodome. <laughs> and looking back at that, I was like, that's like the most immature thing. 
I should push people away who like that movie. Yeah, it's that, uh, that, that is the def. This movie is a definition of a guilty pleasure. <laughs> that movie, when I yeah. Watch it and I still laugh at the the farting scene. I'm like, this is so dumb, but I laugh <laughs> at it anyway. And I will. I'll admit though, because and like bad guy. My favorite part is the bad guy when he finally loses his shit at the end and then goes rogue in the tunnels. It's, and then he's like talking to the bird and the bird's talking back to him. Yeah. And then the next thing him. you see is him eating the bird. Oh my God. Yeah. I will say the only thing, one of the only positive things was William Atherton's mullet in this movie was on point. Like the bad guy. That's yeah. the only thing. And solid, I will say, good soundtrack. I, Faith No More. Oh, yeah, yeah, I will say I really did dig it. Kind of like Freddy Got Fingered. It had a good soundtrack, but the rest of the movie, I'm just like, what am I watching? Like, I don't... But it's just... It's bizarre. And I'm just putting something together maybe right now. But if that, that whole farting scene where they had the flashback to when they were younger, that younger scene was them probably in their college days four or five years earlier doing the farting thing or whatever. <laughs> Because Holly Shore, they're older than their girlfriends by quite Holly a bit. Shore was 28 and Stephen Baldwin was 30. Which, by the way, Stephen Baldwin, right before this, was in a little movie called The Usual Suspects, which won Oscars, and he was so good in it. And it's just like, right before this movie, Alec Baldwin set him aside and told him straight up, if you do this movie, this will destroy your career. But being a little rebel, <laughs> he, he did it, and lo and behold, yeah. And plus hair, the hairdo he has in this movie is just so stupid. It's just and like such a niche period of '90s that, like, if you were not alive or aware during that time, it flew right by you. Like nobody had that hair for longer. That was that was the rat tail of like 2000. Like yeah, it's, every kid had a rat tail in 2000. It was and it was pretty crazy. That was that hairdo back in the day, like 95 or whatever. It was just for like the split second, just everyone doing those stupid like, let's just put a bunch of rubber bands in our hair like idiots and do mini dreads. Yeah, I don't know. It's just sad because like I'd see him in Usual Suspects, and he was so cool and like intimidating and almost funny. But then he was in this movie and it just, all the credibility just kind of went. He had so much potential of all the bald ones. And now there's only one successful bald one. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but it's he, kind of like uh, Eddie Murphy with Dream Girls and then the same year doing Norbit, you know? Kind of like... Hey, Norbit made money, boo. <laughs> it got, that movie, that movie got nominated for an Oscar for Best Makeup. Isn't that crazy? I've never yeah, seen I mean, it. Suicide Squad was nominated for a, it won an Oscar. Oscar. Exactly, like one of the worst I know. Everyone like read it at a field day with that. That's such a. <laughs> I don't even think I want to review that for this podcast because that was just. So I get I get your dislike for this movie, but do you have a Pauly Shore movie that you do like? I mean, you know, Encino Man was solid, but he was only the side character. But, like, I feel like that's what he was meant for. And, like, he had his little MTV show, and then for some reason they gave him a five-picture deal. And I will admit this is the only one that I've seen. 
I haven't seen, yeah, I haven't seen in the army now or son-in-law or anything just because I always thought, okay, well, here's the thing. My intro to Pauly Shore was actually that movie he directed, which is Pauly Shore is dead, which I actually, which was such a good idea. Like, cause he got all the celebrities to do it for free and just kind of like making a satire of himself. But, like no one really cares that he's dead. Such a great idea. That movie still sucked though. Like <laughs> you had such a good it was so bad. It wasn't funny at all. And I watched that was the first thing I saw with Polly Shore. I'm like, who is this guy and why is he so awful? Like I just so that was just I put, I put Biodome in like the second tier of Polly Shore movies. Like the two good ones are Son in Law and Encino Man. Like those ones I will always watch, always enjoy. I love Encino Man. I love uh, Son-in-Law. Um, and then it goes into like the In the Army Now, yeah. uh, Biodome, and even Jury Man or Jury Duty. Jury Duty. Jury Duty is such an underrated Pauly Shore movie because it's stupid. The premise is basically that he's broke and he gets Jury Duty so he tries to elongate the uh, trial as long as possible so that he can just have a place to stay and the few dollars or whatever that they give to jury members. So it's, it's like a so really, good. it's just like a low grade uh, 12 Angry Men. That's cute. I was just about to say, it's like a bootleg 12 Angry Men. And I loved it. I loved it. Um, but Pauly Shore, just, it was one of those things that hit for me. And this movie, um, the villain, like you said, is the From best Ghostbusters. part. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is the best part. And the whole team that they have to deal with is... Two hot scientists. It's weird because it's, it's like uh, two comedy guys to like five straight men. <laughs> and you slowly turn some of those straight men into like comedy figures too, but... Every, most of them, even like the stiffs, they stay stiff. It's just, they loosen up a bit, except for the bad guy, of course. And um, it's funny because one of the doctors, I looked up the women, the scientist, Kylie Minogue, I think that she was the blonde. Yes, I guess, so she blew up after this. Like she actually did good work, but this is the one thing she says she regrets so much and her dad still like makes fun of her for being in it. (laughs) And so, yeah, yeah, just turn... They kind of turn into hoes. And then at that point when Bud and what's-his-name basically cheat on their girlfriends, you go, wait a second, are they good guys? Am I That's supposed the, to be cheering for them? That's the part. But as a kid, I was like, oh, man, they're just getting laid by everybody. Did they fuck the scientists? They were, they were going they, to, but they I think did. They have to, no, 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 they don't. They don't, but, like, yeah. they go far enough to where Dang. it's, like, still – way yeah. too inappropriate that's definitely the part that really stuck out is when they're really bored and they sneak into the bedroom of the two scientists and try to cuddle with them and it's supposed to be funny but that's really rapey like that's really that's uh yeah that's and then they get out just to break back in because they want to prove that they're good guys and then or no because they throw the party <laughs> <laughs> and they trash the place yeah, which and they're actual girlfriends. Yeah, they're. I feel like the only reason that they try to care about the environment is because their girlfriends do. I just like yeah. the only reason, yeah. like, oh, she's mad at me and I want to get laid. That's the. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about the bio. No, they pretend to, but it's just 
I don't know. And it's like you can be a bad person in this movie and like be like the mm. anti-hero. But it wasn't funny. Like you guys are just sitting there like the first scene. And like those other two scientists were super into it too. Like a- even after they creeped on them and then Polly Shore is like, "Hey, check this out." And he just does yoga poses. <laughs> and yeah. she's all giggling and she's all into it. But like, what the fuck? Like the script sucks. Like, yeah. And then uh, terrible person one of my favorite scenes though and i still laugh at it this to this day is when uh after the big party and they're trying to find a way to like fix the biodome because they're staying in there to fix the biodome or whatever yeah Polly was sitting there uh putting the cigarette filters in that like filter to make a uh air filter and he's just like Making up, yeah, even Baldwin, yeah, do that little song. That's the part that stuck out to me, too. Just make it a filter, make it a filter. Oh, god, which by the way brings me to another side note. I feel like there was a lot of homoerotic undertones in this movie between the two leads. Remember, <laughs> remember the first, I actually have a clip. Um, if I can play it, let me try and like record it. I don't know if you can hear it. Share. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, I I did, but I couldn't see it because you didn't click share. I can't. Sh- I'm sharing his camera. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's um, they said a lot of bad. <laughs> There, there's a scene at the beginning of this movie where they are chewing each other's toenails. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. That's just disgusting. Like that wasn't funny. That was that's friendship, man. That was disturbing. Like that was. I like you're going. Are you going for? Didn't know what the meal was. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like guessing each other's farts. Whatever. I mean, that was even in Austin Powers, and they kind of made it work. It was still stupid. But this one, like, chew on a toenail. That's gross. Yeah, taking it too far. But could you wait so you could hear it? Because I have a whole like a few clips I wanted to play. If you, yeah, I can hear them. Yeah, I just want to, like, tell, you know, my three viewers, like, the entire movie is these guys just saying bullshit to each other, just nonsense. And I have a compilation of a few things they said, because Polly Shore just says shit. <laughs> and, like, yes. Stephen Baldwin just says shit. And I wanted to play this little montage real quick. Just listen in. <laughs> Paper covers rock. Right. Choo doo, it's a buckwheat rock. Daddy, look at the little thing. It just rolled and rolled. Oh. <laughs> yeah, laugh. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really. Every scene during those sound bites. <sighs> that was. That was just, they're just dancing and they're just, and that, like I said before, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, is this an inside joke? Like, they just say shit, I don't understand it, and they just dance to each other. Like, that whole thing where they, like, make fun of models and shit, and they're at the, t- I just don't, I don't get That's it. That's more like Thor, though. The, the, he would just talk randomly, like, he would kind of almost talk in his own language, 
and I liked I that was one of the things that I liked that it was kind of like Stephen Baldwin played off of that. They kind of, like, I mean, like they tried, you know. I could tell they yeah. almost had chemistry. If you know, they were if they were saying things that made sense, I would totally be in for it. But like, I don't know what the hell, and like it wasn't charming. It was just like it just it hurt me. This movie hurt me. They are stubby and squirrely. <laughs> And what's even crazy is that, like, uh, Stephen Baldwin is, uh, like, a hardcore Trump supporter now. And he's, like, mega conservative. So I'm just like, damn. I mean, on one hand, Polly Shore kind of sucks now. But, like, Stephen Baldwin's somehow worse. Like, yeah, he's been on, like, Celebrity Rehab, I think. He's done all sorts of crappy shit. But it's just yeah, but sad. But, I don't know. I, uh, I, I've met Polly Shore, and like I said, he's a dick. So... I never, take any, I never take celebrities as like, oh, I like this celebrity as an actor. Or I like this celebrity's stupid movies. And then expect them to be good people. <laughs> That's true. That's a thing, especially living in LA, which I know, like celebrities are insane. Like they are, <laughs> they're on a next I mean, level. I've met, I've met famous people who are really good people. And I've met, I met some nice people. people. Kevin Smith was really nice. David Spade was very nice. There's just some real shit people. They are. And so, and so Stephen Baldwin being shit doesn't surprise me. Paulie, <laughs> uh, Paulie still makes me laugh, even though I met him and he is an asshole. It's because, hard sometimes. Because he never grew up. <laughs> like, he never grew up. Yeah. He never grew past this level of biodome. But the problem is uh, he complains that he never got to grow past it. It's like nobody stopped him. <laughs> His whole Joe Rogan thing was hilarious. His whole interview. Yeah. I, I will say... Movie, in all of his movies are the same. Right. He has an outrageously hot girlfriend. And then there's another extremely hot girl who wants to bang In In the army now, he has... This super hot Latina girl who, uh, when he joins the army, cheats on him. And then he gets another girl, the girl who plays Tank Girl. Like, he ends up... Oh, shit, I like her. Yeah. I forgot he her name. She's up pretty willing. And it's like, every Lori, movie he... Lori Petty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's She's, great. She's in Point Thank Break. You. That's a She's good movie. That movie's hilarious. Point Break is great. Have you seen the remake of Point Break? <laughs> no, I've heard it's an abomination. If you if you ever do that one on this, please bring me on because I have rants for days. Oh my god! Them. Even the old Point Break is like it's so fun and it's really entertaining, but it's so ridiculous. Like it is one of but the it weirdest. Has to be. It has yeah. to be because it has to be because the actors in it are are wonderful like keanu reeves at that point could not be stopped and he had zero acting <laughs> patrick swayze makes me crazy exactly uh, and patrick swayze was prime swayze at this point the sexiest so he had ever been <laughs> oh man roadhouse but yeah one character i wanted to talk about that really confused me was um so he's dating Joey Adams from Days of Confused with the annoying ass voice. Her I, stepdad, Russell, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, what the hell? Like, that was, he was so creepy. And I felt so bad for her for that whole scene where she's like, oh, yeah, you should put a shotgun in your mouth. And he's like, I love, <laughs> it's so weird how much you want me. I was like, what the fuck? Like, is this supposed yeah. to be funny? Like, are you molesting your stepdaughter? Like, it is just, that was. Yeah, weird. when you go over it, it is super dark and creepy. Like, all the flashbacks we talked about and stuff. And I was always creeped out by the the stepdad. He's so just creepy looking. It's just yeah. But what's funny is they try to like redeem his character almost towards the end with like <laughs> he's thing. But it's just like he he's such a creepy bastard. He was so creepy. But then his no character. But what's weird is that his character kept coming back in like different roles. Like the pizza delivery could have been anyone. It's him for no reason. And then mm-hmm. he, they owe him like 50 bucks and then they try to get in his car and he just drives off without any money. Like what the hell was that? And then he comes up, which I will say one of the funny scenes I laughed at was when uh, Stephen Baldwin's about to lock up and he's about to swallow the key. And he's like, better do it. Like, don't tell me not to. And right before he does it, he's like, anyone got anything to say? And then the stepdad pops up out of nowhere. Like, wait, 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 <laughs> don't do it yet. And then he walks out. Yeah. Like I laughed, but I'm just like that could have been anybody. Why was it the creepy stepdad? Like, why do you keep bringing this guy back? And like, why? Uh, but but um, do you do you know the really famous cameo in this movie? There are multiple. Okay. One, the obvious one, Tenacious D. That's the one I was That's talking the one, about. yeah. They were at the park, and of course, because this movie doesn't recognize talent, they didn't have any... They had one brief little music scene, and uh, they could have done so much. And then there's a second one with yeah. another cameo, uh, Rose McGowan from uh, Was She okay. Charmed? Oh, God. I have, like, the fattest crush on her, and I feel so bad for her, for her career, and, like, Harvey Weinstein and everything, because she got fucked over. But she's making a little comeback, I think. I don't know. I think she shaved her head. Maybe that was... Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to rule. And plus, with Charm, the new TV show doing so well, you can probably bet that, you know, is she, those girls will get some cameos. Is it a remake or is it a reboot? Or what's... I don't it's know. A re- it's a reboot. Oh, bummer. That's too bad. I never really watched Charm, but it had what's her face. Oh, I, did. Oh, I watched the shit out of that. But like oh, I did. said, I'm super needy. So. <laughs> I want. I would say I would watch it just because I have a crush on all of them. So I'm like, I could get into it. It just seems so stupid when I watch it. And plus, I think it's not even streaming anywhere. Same with Buffy. Like they used to be. I think, on, I think the original one's on Netflix with uh, uh, with the new one. And Buffy's on Hulu. Hell yeah, I have Hulu. I've been so bored in quarantine, I got it. Hulu Plus, baby. Yeah, yeah, me too. So I've been binging Buffy. I don't know if Angel's on there, but I've been binging Buffy. I had to start at the later seasons because the first couple seasons of Buffy suck so fucking bad. They're so 90s, it's schlock time, dude. (laughs) I do love uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, though. She's a babe. I know what you did last summer. Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo 2. I don't know any other movies. I have Biodome on mute on the side of me, and it's at the scene where they're in the tent, you know, and 
but he's got the Liberty spikes and shit. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. But yeah, this movie is uh, ridiculous, and it was it was towards the tail end of any popularity that uh, Polly had. Was this like a after? Peak? Yeah. Well, I think this was like the last popular one that he did because it started with like you know Encino Man and uh, Son-in-Law those ones were real hits and then he cut the pair for uh, in the army now that was a terrible decision (laughs) his hair is like like me it's like half of his personality so you take that away and then you know and he's still getting hot girls and it's it's insane did you I love the he just released something not too long ago uh, on Amazon. Sin City Psycho. He directed. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? No, I haven't. You have to. It's like this little short film. He does this little accent where he like kidnaps a girl and he's like trying to be a serial killer, and it is just, it's the fucking worst. Oh my god! I saw it from the freaking uh, Reddit uh, cringe section. Someone posted like Polly Short mm-hmm. trying to do a serious short horror film. And it the is I sometimes I'll watch his like weird, odd, I don't even know if it's like a podcast or whatever, but he'll just do videos. He has a bunch of cameras set up around his house. Yeah, he so has he'll just walk around talking to cameras. It's a weird thing. He's a weird guy, but I still find him entertaining in like maybe a morbid way now. <laughs> I mean it's like the veil has been lifted. He's no longer a hero. He's this clown that I get to laugh at that I used to really have <laughs> feel better about yourself. Hey, both his parents are dead. So <laughs> 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 which, you know, like, like we were saying, or, I mean, like the only reason he's actually really famous in any way is because his mom, you know, Mitzi. Oh, yeah. Shore, own, uh, she owns a little comedy club in Hollywood called the comedy store. Well, she did RIP, but um, I feel like that definitely helped, you know, the grease on the wheels to get him on MTV and really helped, Hell yeah. yeah, push his career into where it went. But yeah, and then he did a goofy. Movie, so like, he got to start with all of like the legends. Yeah, he got to start around the time Pryor was still doing it. Right. The time Eddie was still doing it. He got to see and work with Sam Kinison. He got to see and work with uh, fucking. Um, Andrew Dice Clay, all of these ones that were like in that era, the greatest of all time considered. Right. And he got to just sit under that learning tree. And the best he could come up with was that montage of weird words and syllables that you just showed. The best thing he come up with was uh, Weasel from Encino yeah. Man. Because <laughs> like he's enjoyable in Encino Man. And I feel like he was good as the co-star. But then once he, really, he started doing, he, the, he has a strong one to be the number two too, because that's why I think that um, son-in-law works really well too. Because the girl, I'm losing her name right now. Is it Susan Sarandon? No. Is she in son-in-law? That'd be crazy. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I'm forgetting the woman in son-in-law. But anyways, she is a great, great female lead to that her family is so many great actors to play off of that Polly Shore just had to be Polly Shore yeah it, the, the movie is Polly Shore goes to a country girl's house and pretends to be her boyfriend and they end up falling in love for reals and that's the story and he just has to be Polly Shore and that's the same thing he did in Encino Man 
in 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 the in the army now he had to play this guy who was gonna lead these special forces people who were water technicians through this desert and in biodome he's a guy who somehow has a house with no job and there's like his best friend who also has no job and they just get to not pay rent for like five months or whatever while they spend time in this dome right and then they just go back it's like yeah it's um i will say you know it's like yes is it one of the worst comedies i've ever seen kind of but did i watch the whole thing i did like, it wasn't necessarily boring. Today it was because I was sober, but it was just like, I will say there was just something about it where it just, it kept pushing the edge. And I'm just like, what the hell is this? And I'm just, I was so confounded. And this was kind of my intro because I'd never really seen Polly Shore movies. And this is yeah. the first one I watched. And I will say this is definitely the best one to watch because it perfectly captures him and why people oh, thought yeah. he was a joke afterwards and just why... <laughs> Just why he, he, has has to to lead, he has to lead this one, and from an objective eye, it fails. Yeah, the script fails, the acting fails, the even the cool cameos don't really push it above edge. The the flashbacks make it so confusing and dark, and it, it turns weird. comedy into something more or less than <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, confusing they really turn child abuse into like oh it's funny because look how funny they are now i guess but they're not and they they their characters are so weird they're so rapey and they're not good people and it's really hard to root for them because it's just like they keep doing really stupid shit and then the very end oh we care about the environment now but it's like do you (laughs) like so we care about the environment because we realize that that's what will keep our girlfriends around and that's what I was trying to ask. Like, what is what do you think is really like the message of Biodome? Like, is and I, I have an answer. I don't know if you have one. I think the message that it ultimately conveys is that uh, if you really like keeping hot girlfriends around, uh, do whatever makes them happy. I guess exactly. I that's what I was gonna say. It's like if you care, or if you pretend to care about the environment, you will get laid. And that's you know what this movie is? What is it? This movie is the 90s version of Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> it really kind of is, except, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of that movie, but I do love, like, Harold and Kumar, which is by the same yeah. guy. Harold so and like, Kumar is great, though. Yeah, Harold Kumar is amazing. I think Dude, Where's you know My what Car was too for me? What's that? Was finding out that? You know what ruined those movies for me? Was finding out that neither of them are actually pockets. Well, what's his face? You know, he's a hardworking actor. He's not a big old pot. Yeah. And then I Al Penn worked for Obama. So, no, I don't see him. Yet. So, it's sad. But, hey, you know, you can just like James Franco. He's not a stoner, but he played one. And he did one well. I guess it's called being an actor. But I don't know. I guess. <laughs> right, well, I guess. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is in black, but he played a black guy in. It's true. Um, he's also not Australian. <laughs> exactly. But he was a drug addict, and he played one really well in the 80s. <laughs> it's almost like he wasn't acting. Like, it was like, that was just who he was. It was like he was Pauly Shore in a Pauly Shore movie. Right? Like, even when he's playing himself and Pauly Shore is dead, it would still suck, because he sucked. <laughs> Pauly yeah, Shore's dead. That's not the one where he adopts the kid, is it? 
Now it's the one where he fakes his own death. Okay, I, I don't know what the fucking one where Pauly Shore adopts a kid is, but, like, he goes on this hike up somewhere, and this family, like, leaves a chubby kid up at the top of this mountain. I, <laughs> I remember watching it as, like, really fucked up, and I just remember him, like, adopting this chubby kid, right? Yeah. And they, they become, you know, partners or whatever, and then eventually the kid goes back to his family or <laughs> <laughs> it really sounds like uh, almost sounds like Jungle to the Jungle, but that's not it. Was that the Jungle? Was to that Tim Allen? Fun, yeah, that movie rules. Is that on Disney Plus? I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I feel like seventy percent of these movies I rewatch. I'm like, why did I? Why did I do this? <laughs> like, but there's still that's a solid. That was me with uh, like blank check. So bad. And, I couldn't even watch it. I, and Power Rangers movie, which I've watched thousands of times. I don't mind Mighty Morphin. That one was entertaining. But Turbo was bad. <laughs> but I, like I will say... Because it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It got me back in a smoking pot. <laughs> but uh, I will say... Yeah, like A Kid in King Arthur's Court was hilarious. I got high and I watched yeah. that. Daniel Craig and Kate Winslet. <laughs> so, but yeah, well, it's we're almost, crazy watching the movies and like seeing like where celebrities now like kind of got their starts and stuff. You got to start somewhere. Like Leo DiCaprio's first movie, Critters Three. Like you gotta gotta do something. Brad Pitt. He was in Cool World. That was terrible. But you guys, no, it's not. Cool world is cool. Also, Chris Chris Hemsworth's Star Trek. That's a great start. It is. <laughs> that was a great movie. But you got to start somewhere in a high budget reboot by J.J. Abrams. What a loser. But yeah, we're almost at that mark. Buddy, do you recommend Biodome? I recommend Biodome under any substance. Alcohol, <laughs> weed, or drug. Alcohol definitely helps. Yes. yes, but as a viewing sober experience, no. Oh, definitely It'll- not. I did that this morning, and it was bad. But I will say, yes, I do recommend this movie because it's just so vile. It's so weird, but it just keeps going. <laughs> it gets worse and worse. And I sat there the first time I watched this movie with just my jaw, which is on the ground. I was like, what the The hell? characters do never get better. They like, don't. They, they make it serious. Like they no do. proper arc. They're really, I mean, like, cool. They care about their environment only so they can get their dick sucked more. And that's it. Like, that's the end of the film. <laughs> it's so bad. But yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I uh, hope you stay safe. And uh, yeah, do you have anything you want to plug? Any shows? Yeah. Um, I uh, do a movie trivia show on Stab's uh, streaming every Tuesday. Um, it's really fun. We pick a movie of the week and do that. Um, and that's about it because the world is shut down right now. Yeah, there's really nothing much to promote. It happens. All right. Well, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. I miss you, and I hope you stay safe. I miss you, too. You stay safe. Thank you for having me. Peace.